Welcome to the Attention Podcast, hosted by Conrad. This podcast is brought to you by Expos.io, the attention prediction platform. Welcome. Uh, in this episode, we talk to Klaas Weima. Klaas is an entrepreneur, podcast maker, speaker, and a writer. So that's quite a lot. In his CMO talk, which is a network centered around uh, marketing podcasts, he interviews CMOs on the current subject. He talks to parties such as Heineken, L'Oreal, Facebook, or Samsung. But he also runs a company called Energize, which is a creative agency with a focus on earned attention. So whenever we talk about attention, we are triggered. What I liked about our talk to Klaas is that he combines his knowledge of attention and the views that he gets from talking to people in the industry. So it's quite pragmatic. We talk about how he got started, both for his agency as well for the podcast. And we talk about the level of knowledge that marketeers have or don't have on the topic of attention. Uh, we hear about Klaas, his view on how you can get attention and how to retain it. And what are some of the best attention triggers in his view? To stay relevant, he also shared a great story how he got Gary Vaynerchuk to agree on being part of his book by mentioning that Seth Godin had already agreed, so putting his attention grabbers directly into practice. We talk about making things simple and the challenges ahead. Enjoy. Uh, welcome. Thank you. Um, Klaas, uh, question. Um, what I find interesting about you uh, and your background is if you look at the business side of things, which mm-hmm. is uh, you, you run a creative agency uh, that focuses on earned attention. So if the word attention is in there, we're always interested here. And um, and on the other hand, you talk a lot to people in the field because you run a podcast called CMO Talk, uh, which is a lot about the day-to-day challenges that the CMO um, has or you know, runs into. Can you maybe, you know, give us a little bit of a primer, short primer on how you got there with your company and how you got to start this, this podcast? Yeah, sure. Uh, first of all, uh, Conrad, it's great to uh, having, having you uh, uh, here in the show or having me in the show. Um, and that's what you get when you do a lot of podcasts, yes, right? We, we, we are in the podcast <laughs> business. So uh, w- where to start? Uh, probably uh, to start 16 years ago when I founded Energize, my, my creative agency, um, I was surprised by the fact that during that time, um, and we go back to uh, uh, 2005. Yes, when, we're course, old farts, right? Old farts. Uh, internet <laughs> was uh, was in uh, was was growing up. It was uh, like, like like 15 years old or something, and um, it, it surprised me that m- much of the advertising was still uh, linear and uh, yeah, quite old fashioned. So there was. There was like a really big distinction between online and offline. And we wanted to integrate those worlds by uh, helping brands uh, become more uh, active uh-huh. and start a relationship with with people, um, developing ads based on relevance, yep. basically. And um, yeah, that was basically my dream when I started the agency. And um, I during that time, I also visited the States, um, I think... Twice, twice a year, I attended the, the EdTech conference during that time. That was nice. yeah, one of the top conferences. Sure. And uh, I was bootstrapping during that time. I was an entrepreneur. I didn't have much money. Uh, and those conferences passes were extremely expensive, like two, three, four thousand euros. And I didn't have the money. So I bootstrapped and I went to, uh, to the EdTech New York. Um, it was, I think, two years after 9-11. Uh, and... 
um, I said, how, how do I get in? Yeah. So I uh, went over to the staff and said, okay, I'm a blogger. And uh, do you also offer like press passes? And I said, yes, of course we have. And then I, I entered the room and there were all those speakers like Seth Godin, uh, Tim O'Reilly, uh, Philip Kotler, all those gurus. <laughs> I said, oh shit, I have to write an article, yeah. right? Because I have a press pass. And I had, a great co- I had great conversations with, with all these people and all those people I admired. But then at a certain point, after that, that, that talk or interview, I said, it's a waste that I only have this in this talk with you. Yeah. Why shouldn't I record it? So that was actually the birth of my first international podcast called the Sparkast, which I decided to give something back to the marketing industry, insights, knowledge. Uh, and I recorded all the talks and just put them online. Yeah. And after six years, we pivoted into uh, a new version of the podcast. It's a Dutch version called CMO Talk. Yep. Um, and for us as an agency, uh, of course, it helps build our network. Uh, but for and, and uh, first and foremost, it really yeah, still is my hunger because I'm very curious and interested yeah. in, in people, basically. Ah, yeah. Okay, so it's nice. So you have a, your company focuses on what you would call earned attention. Yes. And at the same time, you run a podcast where you talk to... Uh, basically, they're your potential, also your potential clients. They're going to tell you where their pain is, and then you can come in with your own company and just offer them the yeah. solution, right? <laughs> <laughs> that will be the idea. Yeah, that would be uh, we, so it's we, probably slightly <laughs> different in practice, yeah, right? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's very important that that, that yeah, it's it's a great angle. I think it's like with the podcast um, and general doing business. Yeah, I truly believe in earning attention. Yeah. So um, if I come in and uh, interview a CMO uh, of a big brand, uh, yeah. Nike or L'Oreal, for example, and I start talking about myself and my agency, it doesn't yeah. work. No, right? no, no, no. That's it's it's be, a very yeah. salesy method. I truly believe in uh, giving, yep. uh, building a positive balance yep. uh, by showing uh, that, that you're, that you're no, L'Oreal, that you're worth it, yep. that you have... Um, that you have knowledge, yeah. but also give something um, yeah, in return. Yeah. And then build a relationship at the end, uh, yeah, we'll get something back. And that's what yeah. we call earned attention. So, yeah. It's uh, also building a, 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 a bit of authority, I think, right? It's, yeah, it's, sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because there's a lot of bullshit in our industry, yes. in the advertising industry. Yes. Uh, there, are very, uh, there are many salespeople. Yeah. Uh, and I yeah, always... Uh, always in my in my career, um, I have a very close relationship with science. Yeah. So uh, we helped uh, uh, several professors of the Rasmus University yeah. uh, for data based on viral marketing. It was yeah. also published in a, the Journal of Marketing Research. Yeah. Uh, so we provided data for for them, yeah. and we did um, uh, a big research with the the University of Amsterdam. Yeah. Yeah. based on the attention and yeah. the attention trade. Yeah, I think this is also one yeah. of the reasons why I, I was keen to get you into the um, to this um, podcast because mm. uh, on one hand you uh, which is I think something is challenging in our industry we, a lot of people talk about attention but they have no you know there's no scientific support in this mm-hmm. and at the same time uh, there are also people that are very good in the scientific part but it's hard to bridge the, the, the you know to bridge it towards a more practical approach right. and uh, i think yeah. you uh, you got you know you got something of both in there so mm-hmm. if i look at uh, you do a lot of um, uh, master classes on on attention uh, maybe it's good 
to start with that is uh, what is it that you do there? Uh, what do you talk about? What, mm-hmm. What's your approach there? So you go into like, a, like let's take L'Oreal as an example. Mm-hmm. You talk to L'Oreal and you talk about attention. Well, how does it work? Well, first of all, I think uh, attention is a great concept. It's uh, yeah, we have that we have that in common. Um, but never in the history attention uh, has been so scarce yeah. as it is uh, these days. And I think also due to the rise of the internet, attention is exploded. Right? Attention is yeah. everywhere. It's really hard hard to grasp. And yeah. uh, 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 so marketers have a great problem: how to first of all get the attention for yeah. their product and services, but if they have the attention, how to retain it, how to keep it yeah. and become relevant. So I see it as my, uh, probably as my uh, bigger goal uh, to help marketers uh, to become relevant. Yeah. And um, attention, of course, is the first step in the funnel yeah. to get people in and uh, help them uh, to make a, a relevant decision, yeah. to choose for a brand. And uh, and that's what you take people through in those masterclasses? During, during the masterclasses, we, we basically cover three things. First of all, the concept of attention and the relevance of attention. So yep. why is it so scarce? And we, um, we talk about, or I talk about some empirical uh, op- observations we have, yep. um, like ad inflation, uh, uh, media explosion, and, and several concepts. Yep. So what's going uh, on in the, in the marketing field around us? Yeah. Why is attention so scarce? Yeah. Uh, second, I love uh, some of the uh, visuals that you use there because uh, what really struck with me is one of those images where you see the, you know, media, the, the consumption, the visual consumption exactly. of of, uh, of images or ad, ads in this case, yeah. uh, which is fairly, it's growing, but it's a fairly, it's a relative flat liner. Yes. You know, there's a certain capacity. Yeah. And then in the back of the same graph, you have these uh, spend people, the amount of spent people are doing in the online environment right yes. so you see the discre- discrepancy in yeah. the amount of pe- yeah. stuff that people can sort of absorb yeah. and the, and the enormous yeah. amount of money that people are spending on trying exactly. to hit everyone with exactly. the ads it's crazy yeah There's somebody's making gap. money but it's not yeah. you know it's not getting you the attention yeah. in there and and that's a, that's a big problem yeah because it's it's a trap it's yeah. a marketing traditional marketing trap yeah. so what we see the last years the last five years um, uh, the amount of content produced, because everybody's talking about content marketing eh, yep. since the last decade. Yes. Okay, we have to move into content. We have to produce content for Facebook, for yep. Instagram, etc., etc. But uh, the the thing is, uh, only the last five years, the amount of content has increased by five hundred percent. Yeah. Whilst, on the other hand, the consumption rate of content, our our minds aren't yeah. able to yeah. grasp all that information. No. Like, so we have a huge problem. There's a huge gap between the production yeah. of content and the, the available content on the one side and the consumption on the other side. So what marketers, most marketers do, they fall in a trap. And we call that the negative attention spiral. So if you, do, if you uh, have uh, less and less attention, yeah. most marketers, what they do, make more ads. Yeah. Right, make more content, yeah. send more email, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, have no, more sales please calls. Not. <laughs> Result yeah. is uh, even lower uh, redemption and, and click through rates. Yeah. Uh, uh, really uh, pressure on the bottom line yeah. and more need for results. Yeah. And uh, as a result, negative spiral. more yeah. as negative spiral. Yeah. And um, so in the masterclasses, we 
uh, we show this problem to yeah. marketers uh, at first, and then second, we come with several pragmatic solutions based on our research. Yeah, okay, that's nice. And then a couple of questions, because what I we're trying to bridge this gap. Uh, nobody's going to read a you know 25-page paper on mm-hmm. uh, attention and how it works in the brain. So we try to make things simple. Yeah. And um, I love question, it. Yeah, well, question number one is um, how aware uh, in your experience um, are the let's say marketeers that you talk to about you know attention and how it works mm-hmm. and and you know and wh- how do you rate this really i have a view but it's a bit yeah. of a loaded question but i think i think there are there are some brands and yeah. some marketers who take research very very seriously yeah. Uh, for example, uh, the Dutch firm Marktplaats, eBay, for example, I had yep. in my show, I was stunned by the fact how they in- incorporate uh, research and data based on uh, all the decisions they uh, they make in the development of the UX of their app and yep. their platform, for example. But they're also uh, uh, yeah, more traditional focused uh, ag- uh, uh, marketers and yep. brands. You don't have to name any names. I don't have to, I, I, I'm not going to do, of course. So it's 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 hard to tell. So yeah, uh, that's that's I think that's also one of the reasons I wrote my book, Attention Marketing. Yeah, because I think it's very important that, of course, there's a lot of research, but we all have one thing in common. Uh, common as professionals, we all have less time. Yeah, like we have to do all kinds of chores. We have our families. We yeah. have our pre- professional degrees, and we don't yeah. have time to, yeah. Uh, dive into a new research and, yep. and stay on top of it. So I think it's important that also as uh, as an owner of an agency to yeah, close the bridge between science and uh, practice. Yeah. And um, yeah, we really help brands by an, an, uh, based on empirical research and yep. also scientific results how they can incorporate our principles in getting first yep. and retaining more attention. Yeah. So you, so basically, what you're saying is, and I, I tend to agree, agree with that, is that the you know people that have a more knowledge of the science or the approach should make things mm-hmm. simple for the exactly. larger organizations, corporations to sort of uh, incorporate it um, into their day-to-day practice. Right, and and the problem is that there's some people are a little bit. Yeah, uh, uh, overwhelmed by the complexity of science and yeah. data, where yeah. to start? Yeah. And and the problem is also with AI, for example. Okay, it's a fashion word, but it's here to stay and it's going to be really, really big, yeah. right? But a lot of uh, uh, companies are struggling how to incorporate that in their daily professional lives. Yeah. And we, yeah, I think there's a lot of research, great research done over the last decades even yeah. on consumer science, uh, uh, consumer behavior, yeah. uh, nudging, for example, yeah. uh, triggers to get attention. Yeah. But how can you work with that uh, when you uh, develop a new proposition? Yeah. How can you work with that while briefing your agency? Yeah. How can you use those insights in reviewing creative work? Yeah. Uh, so we came up with, I, I don't know, it probably it's to make it a little bit pragmatic. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah, we love it. We came up with, uh, so we did, We did. let's talk a little bit about the research. So yeah. a couple of years ago, we um, uh, we reached out to uh, Dr. Professor uh, uh, Peter Verleg yeah. of the, the VU Amsterdam, yeah. uh, University of Amsterdam. And he is a known expert in the field of consumer science. Yeah. And uh, I asked him, so I'm, I'm just, 
thrilled by the concept of attention, but I would like to make it more tangible for marketeers. But I also want to have the latest uh, scientific insights backing up our uh, yeah. hypothesis. Yeah. So you don't want to make sure that whatever you're saying actually makes sense. Makes sense. It, it's, uh, yeah. So we had, with, with a research team consisting of uh, uh, both uh, uh, agency strategists and uh, science strategists, uh, we came up with an, uh, uh, yeah, uh, a theoretical model also based on the last three decades on uh, consumer science. Consumer science. Yeah. And uh, we uh, researched the concept of, of attention, so what's already out there in science, but also which drivers yeah. affect attention. Yeah. That was the central part of our research. Yeah. Um, what we did, first of all, we did a, um, a quantitative analysis with Multiscope. Yep. Um, we inquired over a thousand Dutch households, yep. and uh, we tested several ads uh, across 10 industries. And we also, based on that research, this first findings, we came out, uh, the, the, the research results that we had like eight or nine drivers, which we saw, okay, those are interesting to take it to the next phase of the research, which were field experiments. Yep. So we tested several hypotheses through Amazon Amaturk. It was a worldwide e uh, research. Yep. And based on that research, at the end, we got six attention triggers. That, that's the ones where the stages and emotion, that, that's the one exactly. you use also in your, your yeah. uh, approach. Yeah, and, and those, um, so I think it's also important to say, and I also listened to a previous show with, uh, with Ingrid Nieuwenhuizen yeah. on uh, attention and, and advertising. So we have two types of attention. Yep. So we have... Um, uh, selective attention, and we have like automatic attention, yeah. a more Bottom forced up, attention. Top down. Top down. Yeah. Um, our research was focused on selective attention, yeah. so like a vul yeah. Yeah. vulnerable attention. Yeah. So attention which help which you as a consumer can or, steer or a person and guide. can steer and guide, yeah. but also it helps you fulfill any goals yeah. in your life. Yeah. And based on find my keys, find my keys exactly, <laughs> or the hamburger uh, yeah, example yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned. So uh, based on that uh, on that uh, starting point, we got um, uh, six triggers. We yep. found that six tr uh, triggers, yep. which can really help marketers both on proposition level, but also on communication level to get yep. and retain attention. So to give you an example, new yep. is a trigger, yep. uh, uh, a trigger because we are all as human beings yep. interested in the latest information. Yep. We're, we're social yep. human beings. We want to have yep. the latest news. Uh, that's why the NOS app during uh, Corona uh, exploded, right? Yeah, sure, sure. Some people are addicted by the news. What's new? The latest numbers, <laughs> What's right? What's the latest numbers? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but you can... I think it was David Ogilvy that already said that new was one of those words that always work. He made those list of words that work, and I think new was something... Uh, and it's really, yeah, it yeah. is really easy to test. Yeah. So I think you, people in, in general are curious, right? So that, People uh, are yeah, curious... Yeah. And if you use, uh, just in a copy line, if you use the word new yeah. uh, and take it in, in, in a B test, take it out, you can just immediately yeah, test yeah, the response yeah. rate. And, uh, but you can also uh, yeah, take it a little bit further and uh, use new on the proposition level. Yeah. So if you introduce a new proposition, yeah. um, it automatically triggers attention. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's how you looked at those six elements and said, exactly. okay, um, 
We exactly. give we give people like a, a way to certain cues, yeah, yeah. which you can uh, or we can call them attention hacks, yeah, which you can use as a marketer to uh, yeah get your message across. Yeah. And that you use that in a, like a workshop, and then people can get to you know as a sort of a checklist. How do how do you make sure? Maybe that's a different question. How do you make sure that once people go through this, they see it, they get the six, and then you obviously go away. Uh, uh, how do you make sure that they embed that, or is that you leave it up to them, or do you have some sort of approach? What, what's the idea? Yeah, there? we 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 have an approach. So, so we came up we came up with a attention canvas. Um, cool. Based on the, 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 the work of my uh, my friend Alexander Osterwelder. So yeah, Osterwelder, he created yeah. The, the business model, business model canvas. canvas. Yeah, yeah. And um, we said, okay, it, like if you really want to grab attention yeah. and to incorporate it, that in your marketing strategy, yeah. uh, you have to have a series of steps. Yeah. Steps. You yeah. have to have a plan. Yeah. And the canvas uh, works on um, four building blocks. Yeah. So first of all, your brand. Second, uh, the market and your proposition you have. Third, your goals. And fourth, communication. The problem is when we receive as an agency, we receive a brief, like 80% of the objectives and the scope is focused on comms. Yeah. Right? We want to have a great ad. We yeah. want to perform we better wanna, than our We want to win the prize. Exactly. We should be prize winning. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you work uh, with, yeah, yeah, with yeah, KPM yeah, yeah, before. Yeah, you know how it works. It's, it's, uh, okay, so let's take, it, let's take it one step back. Yeah. What, what does your brand stand for? Yeah. How, how do you help as a brand to become relevant in people's life? Yeah. Can you... Can you help them uh, make their life more easy? Yeah. Uh, can you uh, offer a social cohesion? Yeah. Can you offer an in-group or yeah. promote an in-group instead of having the feeling that, that they are part, your consumer is part of an out-group? Yeah. What can you do yeah. to make people uh, people's lives yeah. better? It's a bit right? of belonging, a bit of inclusion. Belonging, yeah. inclusion, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so the brand is the first part. The second part is, of course, your um, uh, the market, uh, market strategy. So have a... F- very, very good thorough understanding of your target audience. Yep. And uh, for that target audience, what's your proposition? Yep. And also the triggers can be used on proposition level as well. Yep. So we offer, uh, it's also in the book, but we offer uh, a small game yep. uh, with cards, which you can brainstorm with your team, yep. uh, which you can play around with the triggers. You can also combine the triggers yep. and proposition. Yep. And it's a way... Uh, to yeah, think out of the box yep. and inco- incorporate the, the the triggers in your. In so your you, you make it sort of you, you thought about how people could actually use it. I yes. think it's one of the things that we at the beginning with our platform exposed were struggling with. It's, it it really worked well, but we hadn't given enough thought about how do I implement this? You know, where mm-hmm. in the day to day process is this going to work? Mm-hmm. And then you know, if you don't watch out, you become this uh, you know these people that drop by and have a very interesting talk, everybody goes home, something you have with those, well, we don't have it anymore, but you <laughs> used to sit down, you know, you had these sessions outside the company and you were really motivated and you went home and like you know, like a week later, everything is back to normal and everybody's running around like crazy exactly. again. So I think it's one of the big challenges to make sure that that sort of uh, um, gets incorporated. So I think that's that's really that's really interesting. And if we switch from like okay, you do this work on marketers, and we switch from to the like I don't know how many you did uh, CMO mm-hmm. uh, talks, but I think somewhere close to seventy. Seventy. Yeah. yeah. If you talk to these CMOs, uh, whether it's Heineken or L'Oreal or Booking.com, um, 
Do you, where is attention? Well, question basically mm. rephrase it. Is it the topic? Is it, you know, do they talk about it? Is it implicitly talked about or does it come up? Do you bring it in? What's the yeah. view you get from the, that group? Uh, attention is, um, is really built into the concept of, of CMO Talk. So we came up with, the, with, with CMO Talk um, uh, first, first of all, uh, what, what I previously mentioned is my, to feed my curios- curiosity, yep. but also build a network. Yep. But um, it's really centered around the CMO. So yep. we are looking for interesting stories. And, and most of the times people are just like so overwhelmed by their own work, yep. uh, especially uh, within big corporations. They yep. run from meeting to meeting to meeting yep. and they don't have time to uh, uh, listen and learn from their peers. Yep. So uh, we developed a platform where CMOs can uh, interchange ideas. Uh, uh, So it's not only through the podcast, through the content, but also through events where they can learn from each other. But the the whole concept is centered around attention. It's like uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, but then for CMOs. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And it's also built on uh, two triggers, uh, status and inclusion. So you you automatically become part of the community as a thank you uh, for the ah, time for doing the, oh, for nice, doing the shows, nice. well done. Uh, and you only uh, are invited to uh, to join the community if you are CMO. So yep. if you are a brand owner, yep. so we don't uh, we really want to have peer a peer level conversation. No, no, I, I completely understand. And, and yeah, actually, the, the show, the podcast, is a ode to um, yeah the, the 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 CMO story. So we yep. give the CMO. We put the CMO yeah. at the center of the attention. Yeah. So we give them earned attention, yeah. a platform through events, their stories, yeah. etc. Yeah, I get that. But the question that I wanted to uh, ask is uh, the subject of attention. Is it something that uh, it's incorporated in your show, which I uh, completely get, but where is it something that, that uh, the CMO talks mm-hmm. about? Or where in his agenda, in his mind... Uh, uh, is it? I mean, uh, I've been a CMO myself. Yeah. I, I, if I look back in that time, there it was there, not sort of indirectly, because you were running campaigns. You want to have the results. You want to get noticed. You want to see how well a campaign is doing. Obviously, your store visit, uh, online visit, sort of, it is in there. But yeah. uh, it's only later that when I my curiosity got me to dive into it, right. that it was more of a subject to me and I, mm. and I think I wasn't really thinking about that as a standalone uh, 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 concept as, I, uh, as I'm doing now so I wonder how, do you run into it with the talks or yeah. where does it sort of fit yeah. it's, well every, every talk every podcast has a different theme yep. so we talk about uh, AI yep. uh, innovation marketing strategies etc um, so so we don't have a fixed there, so within the format we don't have a fixed uh, topic no. um, talking about attention. So that, that's the difference between this podcast. You, you, it's the attention podcast. So yeah. you dive in the world of attention. Yeah. However, what we see though is um, um, it's it's uh, attention is of course a concept which is very very much relevant for marketers. Yeah. Because um, uh, through globalization, through online platforms, through uh, the increased amount of competition. Yeah. Uh, all marketers have a huge problem how to become relevant. Yeah. And so, and 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 some CMOs uh, talk about relevancy uh, based on tooling. Yeah. Some people are really much focusing on proposition level. 
um, uh, for example, the uh, L'Oreal, which you previously man- mentioned, yeah. is is really, really going, moving into a next phase and, and transforming yeah. their beauty organization to a, uh, let's say, a, a beauty tech company. Yeah. Uh, But also helping people to, you know, learning and... and, and, and yeah, so they, they work... They're like a guide. They're, they're, like, they're a guide. Yeah. And, and they, they use technical platform to scale that guide sort yes. of role. Yeah, yeah. so it's... It's not uh, attention. Is not um, it's on the servers. Yeah, yeah. It, it's so it's not popping up. Yeah. But it's right on the servers, yeah. and and so we we uh, explore different kind of themes which yeah. are relevant through the CMOS and especially for our listeners. Yeah, I think it's that, that's what I like about the podcast because you have when you talk to people, uh, you hear the different perspectives that they have. Yeah, obviously, L'Oreal I think is a good a good example mm. where you use let's say youtube or other channels to ha- to help people you know like you're like a beauty coach uh, and that's something you can scale but you could never do that like uh and, and but in order to do that you need to you get that story across right and i think what i really liked about the booking version is that you're talking about uh, accelerating momentum so there yeah. is already something going on, going on. Yeah. and then you try to amplify uh that so those are yeah. different uh approaches yeah so is it is it fair to conclude that it's a bit, um, um, you know, it's like embedded in the uh, discussions or in in their minds, but it's not yeah. like a standalone type of, uh, you know, top of, of mind topic. Uh, exactly. topic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and if you, because what we, what I find, um, uh, sometimes still explaining is that when you say, for instance, okay, if uh, if I uh, visual attention, for instance, if mm-hmm. I don't see something. I'm not going to be able to remember it. And if I can't remember it, I'm not going to do anything uh, about it. And and what, what I find challenging to see is that at that level, let's say we did a, we was a, a large international consumer goods company and they had a sort of, a, we are doing good logo and they wanted to put it in their commercial. Mm-hmm. They put it in there and it was quite a big struggle internally because obviously oh, should we put it in our ads, yes or no, and, and the, what's the position and for how long and in what yeah. moment. So like weeks of discussion and then finally they put it in <laughs> and um, we rerun a test and it turns out basically nobody sees it because there's a very strong visual competing element that draws all the attention. So yeah. they're all really happy and proud. <laughs> we go back and we tell them, yeah, I'm very sorry, but maybe you should change it because nobody sees it, right? Yeah. Um, what's um, what's the way to get that sort of, uh, you know, initial understanding uh, uh, across? How do you run into that in your, let's say, workshops uh, in terms of understanding? I think the, the the way we use the triggers, for example, yep. um, we use it. We incorporate it uh, in uh, yeah the insight phase. Yeah. So the, the the first strategic phase. How? Why why should people care about this ad? Why yeah. should people care about this campaign? So yeah. the, the one thing I didn't mention: the attention triggers are really focused, censored, centered around. Um, uh, the consumer yeah. right? or, the, or the customer, yeah. Let, let's say the customer, because it also works in B2B. Yeah. Um, so, and you can play with the triggers. So what, what, what are the, uh, based on research or data, how can we as a brand, again, help, uh, help the customer to be more healthy, um, happy, yeah. uh, make, their, make their life uh, or save money, etc. Yeah. Yeah. So y- you can use that on the inside level you can also play uh, with the triggers in execution. Yeah. 
So uh, in the example of, uh, I mentioned that uh, using uh, the word uh, new yep. in your company. Um, before, uh, for example, BMW, I, I checked the Financial Times this morning. Uh, BMW just launched the new uh, BMW 530i uh, uh, hybrid yeah. <laughs> and the, uh, the, the, the 100% electric model. Yep. But it's very interesting if you look at ads for car companies, they always, when they do a model uh, introduction, yeah. they always add the word new to yeah. it. Also on billboards. So that's a, a really physical or yeah. a, a visual cue, yeah. Yeah. which automatically draws attention yeah. because it's new. You yeah. want to have that new car. Yeah. And they have something new every year, so they have to... You, know, it's like, you have to have... Yeah. Well, uh, at, uh, at every other year, I think, right? Well, I think it's the difference between the European market where they have, to, like, it's the 5 Series, but uh, in the US they have done this already for years. Like, it's the, the all-new 2017 BMW, and then you have... So they put it in the... And obviously you have to have the new version, right? Otherwise yeah. you're driving around in the old car. Nobody wants to do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. well, what's also interesting, to give you another example, it's to make it re really t uh, tangible for, uh, for the listeners. Um, how I use the triggers myself. Yeah. Right? So um, I, was, I was writing my book yeah. like uh, uh, two years ago and I needed uh, permission by Seth Godin and Gary Vaynerchuk yeah. uh, by using their photo and their quote in the book. Yeah. So first off, I send off an email to Seth Godin. I yeah. said, hey Seth, uh, how are you? I'm doing this research project. It's non-commercial. I'm writing this book. Yeah. Can I use your photo in quote? And within five minutes, I got an email back. Class, sure. Good luck with your project. Wow. I was like, wow. Wow. Amazing. He is really on top of things, right? <laughs> wow. I was like overwhelmed yeah. by the fact that I even got a response. I was like, I have to do reminders, yeah, yeah, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I reached out to Gary V. <laughs> yeah, which is probably a bit harder. A bit hard, but... Like what he promised in all his audio and content and podcasts, yeah. I'm always available for everyone. So yeah. I reply to every single post. Yeah. So, okay, here's yeah, the, proof, the, proof, yeah. the proof of the pudding is in the eating. How do yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So um, I, I reached out to him one week, two week, no reply. Yeah. So I reached out to him again. A reminder, and then another reminder. No, and my deadline, like yeah, it was closer, was, was it closing in on me. <laughs> I was like, shit, I have to have this. Yeah. Or shall I? Oh, okay, I, then I, I thought about the triggers. Yeah. How can I use the inclusion trigger yeah. to get his attention? He's okay. overwhelmed by email. Sure. Everybody wants to. So the only thing I, I had that same email text, yeah. but I only added. I changed the subject line uh, to Seth Gordon said yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got a reply. How, how much time do you think it took Gary V to reply to my country? I don't know, five minutes? Five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five minutes. <laughs> and I think that's just a great example yeah, 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 how yeah. pragmatic, how small yeah. you can use those insights, yeah. those triggers to get attention. Yeah. Just like trigger, use the trigger new, yeah. use yeah. the trigger uh, inclusion in your copy line. Yeah. Also, when you when you want something from an investor, yeah. or it it first of all, it's 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 the hard the hard part yeah. is to get your first customer right. Yeah. But when you have your first company, uh, customer, you can use of course the brand of your customer and say to prove to others, okay, this A brand uh, believes in me, yeah. and then. More people will follow. Yeah, I think that's a great uh, that's a great tangible uh, example. Uh, we like to make it pragmatic. Well, I think that's is like where we uh, we find each other is that it's it's great to talk about science, but if that doesn't do anything or it's really complex, then you yeah. know what what on earth? Uh, and that, which is uh, what I always like about you know, like the the examples that Cialdini on influence always yes. takes. You know, you can go through his book and there's so much I stuff that you can I sort of. 
uh, that you can sort of apply. And I sent him a mail that we're doing a research project. He was like, okay, that's great. You know, like in half an hour, send me the, the data. Would be great. I would love to look at it. So it's all very pragmatically approached, which I think is the big challenge between science and practice is like how do you how do you make it tangible and how yeah. do you make it so that people don't have to listen for four hours or read papers and, and I think you're doing this this great job if we look ahead right yeah. so we're here now and uh, well, slowly things will get back to normal we all hope but um, how do you see the you know everything we talk about is about attention how do you see this developing like a little bit of your what's your predictions for the future well, that's a big question. Come yeah, on. I know. No. That's <laughs> um, a good one to round off the podcast. Yes. Well, like we finish with a big question. Um, I think, like, we live in a, a data-driven world, right? So, um, traditionally, in, in my f- area of expertise, marketing, yep. advertising, uh, you have intuition, yep. like great creative guys, uh, uh, which come up with a big idea. Yeah. And then you have the data scientists um, uh, showing and more and more predicting if an ad or a marketing campaign will work or not. Yeah. I think those those two disciplines are uh, really, uh, yeah, they have to have to work very, very much closely together yeah. uh, in the future. And you see that more and more. But on the other hand, you also see a movement that, it's it's uh, uh, like creative work is moving into the direction of data driven first. Yeah, and I think there will be in the next few future there will be a balance of uh, on, on first and foremost intuition. Yeah, uh, but also backed up with science. It's like yeah. yin and yang. You have to need both data and science, but yeah. also yeah your your intuition as a human being. To become relevant, so that that's one thing I see. So I see that incorporated in within agencies, but also through in-housing at, uh, yep. at big corporations, where we, where we have like hybrid teams of data Both, scientists yeah. and creative people working together. Because if you only have creative people, uh, uh, yeah, at the end you need data. You need to do. Hey, you, you can. Yeah. Uh, yeah, most of the of the advertising is still wasted. But yep. if you only have the data and performance layer, yeah, um, yeah you to have to either, yeah. you lose the soul yeah. of the brand in yeah. in the campaign. So that's one thing. On the other hand, you see AI is like uh, artificial intelligence. Yep. There's of course uh, much debate about how can you incorporate that. But I think it's uh, we are we're in at the at the the, the the very very beginning of a new revolution. Yeah. Also for for marketers, I think uh, based on all the data and algorithms which are already available and making and becoming more and more accessible, yeah. also for agencies and marketers, um, we have a, a, a really interesting period ahead that you can also predict the effectiveness of your ad um, and also yeah really steer and optimize it during your campaign based yeah. on. AI and, and, and algorithms yeah. and, and relevant data. So uh, two things I see, uh, intuition and uh, data and science working very, very much closely, more and more closely together. Yeah. Uh, and second, uh, yeah, using the power of AI to predict the effectiveness yeah. of, uh, of your marketing. Yeah, yeah I think uh, what, I, what I like, if you look at, the, um, you have the Google Zoo, which is like their creative yeah. type of agency. And I think it sort of fits in with what you uh, what you say is that they just look at the what they find in, for instance, in search data. Yeah. Uh, like there are two 
moments a year, like in, uh, in uh, just before the summer or at the end of the year, where women want to have a new hairdo, which is like yeah. a, you, it's like a universal trend you see in the data. But also, uh, like one of the things that they they shared when we were there in uh, in London in their office, that people are searching for you know how much you know how much money should I give my uh, my my child of uh, of uh, thirteen years as an allowance weekly and that type of uh, uh, questions. And I think uh, you know looking at those type of questions can give you really nice insights as a brand. Okay, like apparently sure. this is stuff what people are looking for, and you can yeah. then do something with it right. or build a campaign on it, right. and that. So you dive in the data first, but yeah. you still need, you know, the creative. The, the creative yeah. uh, I have a high regard for the creative idea, uh, yeah. but I think if it's completely standalone and it's, yeah. you know, you can make yeah. it more. So it's like more of a Best of both accelerator. Possible. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah, and to make it also authentic and resonate with people, because um, I think we are, yeah, decades, decades. Uh, it will take decades. Yeah. Before, um, yeah, AI will reach the amount of creative, yeah. the creative capacity of, of human beings, our brains, right? Yeah. It will take at, at least 60 years, I think. A very long time. Yeah, I have no idea, but we'll see. It would be nice. That, that's the, <laughs> so I, Until be, that time, we have to work hard and do it ourselves, exactly, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And come up with new stuff. Yeah, yeah that's great. So, um, thanks for... Um, being on the show, um, we'll, uh, I look forward to listening to the CMO talks. I also uh, understood you, you're working on an international version of that. Yes. So that would be really great. And uh, for the people that uh, will put a link to your book in here as well. Appreciate that. Um, thanks for joining and um, hope to talk to you maybe a bit later on how things are evolving when we are up and running in the, in the next year. Now. <laughs> thanks for having me, Peter. Thanks for paying attention today. I hope you will join us again for a new episode of the Attention Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Expos.io, the attention prediction platform. 